This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. My fellow Americans, it is hard to report this news, but I must. March 29th, 329, never forget this day when violent extremists attacked the Kentucky Capitol. In an insurrection, storming into the building, police desperately trying to get them out as they attempted to disrupt a legislative session. These violent extremists, many of them were arrested, were demanding the right to give children sex change surgery. Okay, let's slow down a little bit. You get the point I'm trying to make. A large group of far left extremists stormed the Capitol during a legislative session, which I'm told is insurrection, because they want to give children sex change surgery. That's it. Welcome to the modern America. Well, of course, in Kentucky, they've banned this and the governor tried to veto it because the governor wants to give children sex change surgery as well. Let me read you the news and explain to you what's going on. The first story is hundreds of protesters descend on the Kentucky state capitol on Wednesday as Republican lawmakers enacted a sweeping ban on sex changes for minors after overriding the veto of the Democratic governor. Under Senate Bill 150, doctors are prohibited from providing hormone therapy or other gender affirming treatments to anyone under the age of 18. Can I just pause real quick? Postmillennial, why, you know, it's funny because I'll always say something about the post-millennial and then like, because I know Libby and she comes on the show all the time. She'll be like, we changed that. You were right. Gender affirming treatments. Why even write that in the story? Under Senate Bill 150, doctors are prohibited from providing hormone therapy or sex change surgery to anyone under the age of 18. Don't call it gender affirming. Don't use that language. Well, we've got this story of the protests and the people getting arrested, and I have a video for you, but I do want to read for you the breakdown of the bill from the Lexington Herald leader, Of course, they call it gender affirming. But before we do, we have a sponsor for today's video, and that is Virtual Shield. Go to surfinginternetsafe.com because Virtual Shield is a virtual private network service that helps keep you safe as you browse the web. And they're helping to make this segment today and sponsoring my morning show. I am eternally grateful as Virtual Shield is my first sponsor ever back when my channel was very tiny. Now, if you're online and you're worried about hackers, governments, corporations stealing your data, spying on you, then you're, you're going to want to use a virtual private network. They're not, they're not magical. They can't, you know, but, but they are a basic layer of security for you as you browse the web. Head over to Surfing Internet Safe. Stay private, fight censorship, get secured. $8.33 per month. You save 72%. When you sign up now, download the app for you. It works on basically everything. And the other thing, too, is that it helps bypass unconstitutional censorship actions. If these companies are trying to block you from getting access to certain information, a VPN 
like Virtual Shield can help bypass these restrictions. So again, surfinginternetsafe.com. Shout out to Virtual Shield. Thank you for the support. Let's get back to the news. The Lexington Herald Leader reports SB 150 Kentucky legislature easily overrides Governor Bashir's veto of gender affirming care ban bill. You need to understand, and I'm sure most of you do, the left lies and they use semantic games to win arguments. If you go to a random person, imagine this, go to Times Square and say, just with the, with a half glazed over look on your face. So uh, would you support giving a child a sex change surgery operation? And they're going to go, what? No, you wouldn't want to give a child a sex change operation. No, of course not. Now, what happens if you say gender affirming care? They'll say, what is that? Is that therapy? Right. No, they're talking about mastectomies. And what, what do they call it? A phylectomy or something like that? Here's, here's the reporting. The Republican dominated Kentucky General Assembly acted swiftly Wednesday to override Democratic Governor Andy Bashir's veto of the controversial Senate Bill 150, which bans gender affirming care for trans youth. The override began Wednesday in the Senate, the chamber of origin, with a 29 to 8 vote. Just one Republican voted to oppose overriding the veto. And whoever that Republican is, you should vote them out and they should be shamed. The House followed quickly behind, overriding the veto, 76 to 23. Four Republicans voted to oppose the measure and one Democrat voted for it. Throughout the override votes, the cries of hundreds of anti-SB 150 protesters who flocked to the Capitol to denounce the bill could be heard throughout the building's marble halls. Is, Is that an insurrection? In the House, the Kentucky State Police forcibly removed several protesters, you mean insurrectionists? Uh, several protesters gallery and arrested 19 on charges of third degree criminal trespassing. Don't you mean insurrection or, or, or um, seditious conspiracy? The House proceeded with the discussion on the bill over loud chants from the gallery as it became apparent the override would succeed. Bravo. In addition to banning puberty blockers, hormones and surgeries for kids under 18. Are you kidding me? In addition to those things, Senate Bill 150 would also ban lessons on gender identity and sexual orientation, prevent trans students from using the bathroom that corresponds with their gender identity, and stop school districts from requiring teachers use a student's pronouns if they don't align with their sex assigned at birth. This is the correct bill. The bill is the right thing, and it is good for everyone. Now, of course, you're going to have far left extremists, which represent a microscopic fraction of people in this country threatening violence tomorrow, as they are, because they're not allowing sex changes on kids. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 you're not going to get me behind that. You, you people have lost your minds. The bill has been called the most extreme and worst anti-LGBTQ piece of legislation in the country by pro-LGBTQ rights groups, including the Human Rights Campaign, the ACLU of Kentucky, and the Trevor Project. Many of those same organizations were quick to praise Bashir's veto. Bashir needs to be voted out. How Kentucky elected a man who wants to give children sex change operations is beyond me. But yo, if that's you, Kentucky, bravo. You, 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 keep, you keep doing that, I guess, right? In his veto message Friday, Bashir cited statistics on youth mental health and suicide, including that nearly one in five trans or non-binary youth have attempted suicide. Now, this is the problem. 
Instead of asking yourself why young people are attempting suicide, they simply say it must be because they need to have sex change surgery. But maybe these young people who are suicidal are using sex change surgery as an out. I knew people growing up who cut. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably saw it. Young girls would cut their arms because the, the, the physical pain would override the emotional pain or something to that effect. Perhaps what's happening is young people who are depressed and or suicidal think I can be someone else. They don't like who they are. They have low self-esteem and they're depressed. And then along comes someone who says, you can be a different person. You can be totally different. We can make that happen for you. And so many of these kids are probably saying, you know what? Fine, let me try it. The issue, many of these kids, I think the majority, this, this, these surgeries do not reduce the rate of suicide, which is why we have seen in Scandinavian countries, they have dropped this altogether. They have outright come out and said, it's not working. We can't do this anymore. The question is, does it make things worse? Well, what I see from this is many of these kids who are trans tend to be autistic, and it seems like eugenics. I don't know. Call it whatever you want. But there is a, there is a high propensity for autistic individuals to experience uh, for trans individuals to be autistic. And then what do they do? They remove their ability to reproduce under the auspices of gender affirming care. Jazz Jennings is a horrifying story. Poor Jazz will never have kids. Jazz, I don't think, will ever understand what it is to be a man, to, to be a, an adult human male. And the crazy thing about it is Jazz is now dating women. That's right. If you're not familiar, Jazz Jennings was trans by three years old, according to the family. Underwent surgeries before becoming an adult. Hormone blockers. Never developed reproductive function. Had it removed and is now dating women. No joke. I think uh, this country is headed for a disaster. Quote, Improving access to child sex change surgery is an important means of improving health outcomes for the transgender population. I'm paraphrasing Bashir here because I'm done saying the phrase gender affirming care. Senate Bill 150 will cause an increase in suicide among Kentucky's youth. Actually, no. Actually, no. Because I'm pretty sure the rates do not change with sex change surgery. In fact, it may actually increase according to some studies. Republicans have denounced Bashir's veto, saying it shows he's out of touch with Kentuckians and aligned with the far left. Progressive groups like the pro-LGBTQ rights organization, the Fairness Campaign, have praised the governor's decision, saying he made the right decision. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The bill was sponsored by Senator Max Wise, a Campbellsville Republican and Lieutenant Governor running mate of GOP gubernatorial candidate Kelly Kraft, a former ambassador to Canada and the United Nations. Quote, I've had countless number of people coming up to me from both sides of the aisle to say, thank you for standing up for common sense. Thank you for standing up and being willing to stand, stand in that gap, to be willing to take whatever it is thrown our way. Why said on the Senate floor, if it's hits jobs, hit jobs from newspaper activists, if it's if it is for standing up for parents, 
for those who do not show up here in committee meetings to testify because they're working and because they're also dependent upon us in a representative democracy, that we can make common sense decisions here that protect our children. The fiercest opponent of the legislation has been Senator Karen Berg of Louisville. For Berg, the issue is deeply personal. Her 24-year-old son, Henry Berg Brousseau, died by suicide in December. He was trans and had previously come to the Kentucky Capitol as a teen to oppose anti-trans legislation and went to work on the human rights campaign. Full stop. Full stop. Ma'am, I am, I am sorry to hear about your loss. That is, that is horrifying. And I wish we could go back in time and, and stop that from happening, prevent it. My question to you is, in attempting to make sure we protect children, the children of other parents, have you asked yourself, has anyone else asked why it is that your child who was affirmed, who received gender affirming care, was given all of these treatments, still took their own life? If our goal is to preserve life, and it is, then we have to stop the madness. It did not help your child. And you know, I'm not here to sugarcoat it or to pretend that I'm, or to pretend anything. I don't want this 24-year-old biological female to have lost her life. But if gender-affirming care did not work, what are we doing? If this person still did not feel like the treatments being given were satisfactory, what are we doing? It's, it's crazy to me. I think these people want them to die. I, I, I do. And, and I think it has a lot to do with Democrats reacting emotionally instead of logically. They're not trying to solve the problem. They're not realizing they're causing the problem. They're just exacerbating the problem because they're hysterical. This is a story of an individual who was given affirmation and still committed suicide. It is, tra- it is tragic. It is sad. I, I'm, I'm sorry that it happened. I, I don't want people to get hurt. I don't want these people to suffer, but I am sorry. What you are doing is making the problem worse. And I will not sit by and just let you condemn other people to the same fate. You are encouraging people to end their lives and we have to stop it. You look at some of these stories from people who detransitioned or just reg- or just transitioned and they're sad and tragic. These people are saying that they were depressed and they were promised this other life and it did not change anything. They needed mental therapy. Berg began her speech against SB 150 by reading from a final statement her son released for, uh, for the HRC. Quote, the last thing my child wrote to anybody and published it to the world, Berg said, because our lives are quite literally on the line. Berg, who is also a physician, said calling this bill a calling this bill protecting children is completely, completely disingenuous. And to call this a parent's right is an absolute despicable affront to me personally. We are denying families, their physicians, and their therapists the right to make medically informed decisions for their families. Where, where were all these people 100 years ago? This is the question that these people don't want to ask. Before the isolation of hormones, when people could not transition, it was not possible. Where was all of this? Now, the argument from the left is there were many suicides throughout history that were because people were gender dysphoric, but they had no means or understanding of how to transition. I disagree. I think what's happening is that we have isolated and synthesized hormones. We figured out how to alter people's bodies, and now it is added to the mix. It didn't used to be possible to do any kind of transition. You could not give a woman testosterone to make her more manly appearing. 
you could not give a male estrogen to make him grow breasts. But when these things were invented, you began to see people flock to them. Before the advent of this technology, it did not exist. It couldn't. I'll put it this way. How many people today end their lives because they can't be a giraffe? Now I know many people are going to say, stop being so offensive and silly. Nobody wants to be. People want to be giraffes. There was a person who got surgery to try and look like a tiger. They took their own life. Sad stuff. They weren't a tiger, but they said they were. When we get to the point where we do gene splicing and genetic engineering, are there going to be people who are going to be protesting saying, if you don't give someone the right to become a chicken, then, then you are condemning them? Because somebody who wants to be something else can't. They can change their appearance, but their body is their body. And what we're seeing with a lot of this stuff is actually just people who are physically altering themselves to appear slightly different. Here's the reality. Trans men are still female. Trans women are still male. They get surgery to alter their appearance. Some are more passing than others. And passing is a term they use to mean that to the average person, they can't tell you're trans. But there's a viral video going around. Ian Miles Strong posted it where a bunch of trans people are, are shown to children in the nude and they explain how they got surgeries and the things they did. And the thing is, when these people come out and stand before children in the buff, you can tell if they are male or female, no matter what. That's just, there's just no question. You can see that the trans men have very narrow shoulders and very wide hips. You can see the trans woman has very wide shoulders and narrow hips. That's just reality. I'm not saying it to be mean or disrespectful. I want people to be happy. And if you're an adult and you want to do whatever you want, you go ahead and do it. I don't care. You're an adult. I really, I think it's fine. But that's not what's happening. They're going to children who don't know what it is to be in either body. And so the issue is this. If a if 99% of people ultimately just adhere to their biological sex. Why would we risk destroying these children's lives and ability to reproduce on a 1% chance? It doesn't seem to make sense, does it? So what I see here is that YouTube, Twitter, Facebook are actively enforcing policies to harm children. I think they're evil. I think they're evil people. I think their attitude is it is politically expedient and economically viable to support harm to children. And you know what? They're likely to ban me for saying these things. Or you can call it a eugenics program. I've seen that posted on Twitter by a lot of people because it tends to be autistic children who want these surgeries. Why? Well, autistic kids don't understand social cues the same way non-autistic kids do. They, so kids who are autistic are trying to find, find out how to fit in. They, it's hard for them to understand. Well, they see the media, they see these protesters, they see their parents all cheering it on saying, do it, do it, do it. And they say, this is what people want of me. But what's, what ends up happening then is these children are sterilized. Not all of them, but many of them. Jazz Jennings being a perfect example. Kim Petras, for example, they'll never have families. A billion years of genetic uh, activity, reproduction, ends with them. And this didn't exist 100 years ago. 
A hundred years ago, even if someone did experience this, they'd still be able to have children. Not so much anymore. So I have to wonder what is the motivation of these extremists? I think I would, I mean, I think to a degree it's eugenics. You take a look at the propensity, the advocacy for abortion and the sterilization of children, and it is all the same group of people. I have to wonder, are there powerful elites who want them to stop reproducing? Don't know. All I can tell you is this. In the long run, the math is obvious. If the left sterilizes their children or aborts their children, then in the future, there will be very few leftists. And many people say yes, but they try to indoctrinate your kids, but they're losing that fight. This is part of it. They're saying you can't teach this stuff in schools and they're freaking out. Get away from cities, homeschool your kids, get some chickens, become self-sufficient. It's better for the environment and you'll protect your children. Have a family and make money. And in 20 years, this country will be saved because you will have well-adjusted, morally sound individuals running the country. And there's a long fight ahead of us. And it's because weak men make hard times. It's because for the past several decades, we have tolerated and allowed degeneracy and harm to children. Well, enough. You know, many of these boomers and Gen Xers, this is the debate we had last night about police. Sean Spicer was adamant that the police are never at fault and it's the person giving the orders. That mentality is what led us, in my opinion, with all due respect to Sean Spicer, I think he's a good dude, that led us here. When you see someone do something wrong, it is them. It is on them. We don't blame someone else. I don't look at these activists and go, well, I'm not going to blame them. It's the fault of, you know, the Democrats. No, the individuals are at fault. You, you, you go, you strike the, the problem at its root. And the root is the individuals who are taking the actions and they should not be allowed to do these things. Now, as for the insurrection, we saw some arrests, but you see how they lie about everything. They lie about what the bill does. They lie about why they need it. And they dress up like demon clowns. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. This guy dressed up like a clown with horns, like a demon clown. For whatever reason, I don't know what he's supposed to be. That's fine. You can dress however you want. But if, if, if these people want to harm children, I think that's the one thing the government needs to intervene on. There are challenges in the law. I get it. But I think Kentucky's doing the right thing. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Following the tragic story on Monday, Democrats took their preferred route in response by saying we should take away your rights, your human rights, because a criminal did a bad thing. It seemingly makes no sense to anyone who cares about civil rights, but this is the preferred path of Democrats. In response to this, Rep. Bowman, a congressman, began yelling in the halls of Congress as Republicans walked past Thomas Massey. We're a big fan of Thomas Massey. Stopped to actually talk to him, but instead he just yells, creating a viral moment, which unfortunately brings up another important point. They don't care. It's performative outrage. There will be nothing done on this matter. The Democrats don't actually ever propose anything that will solve these problems. And even when they come out and claim gun control is the answer, what they do is they propose banning some arbitrary item that they will say, we're taking action because our voters said do something. So we're going to ban a, a, a blobo boof gun modification. And it's like, what? What are you banning? What does it? Huh? Here's how it works. 
So the Democrats are like, we should ban assault weapons. And you're like, OK, what does that mean? And they're like weapons, uh, weapons of war. And you're like, all weapons can be used in war. Are you talking about assault rifles, which are already heavily regulated under the NFA and damn near impossible to get? I guess it's got to be pre it's got to be like a 1980s or earlier uh, uh, model. Um, what's the proposal? Oh, the proposal is it can't be black and it can't have a pistol grip and a foregrip or a folding stock. And you're like, wait, wait, what? What does that have to do with what happened? This person used a Keltec sub 2000, a nine, a nine millimeter carbine. Well, you know, we're going to ban. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's why. They want to say they did something. So for you, ladies and gentlemen, can, you can have a Ruger 1022 with a rifle grip and a 100 round drum. And that's fine. But you put a pistol grip on it. Mm, uh-oh. Now it's an assault weapon. That doesn't make sense. See, the problem is these Democrats in these cities don't know anything about guns. And as such, when they hear we're banning assault weapons, the Democrats are like, yay, and they clap and they vote for it because it sounds like something is happening, but it's not. What we're getting is actually just performative outrage in this viral video of Jamal Bowman just yelling nonsense. And I will break down that argument and I will show you what the Republican Thomas Massey has to say, and then we'll talk about real solutions to these problems because the Democrats, they're not offering them. But before we do that, my friends, we're actually sponsored this time around. Go to surfinginternetsafe.com and download Virtual Shield. I don't usually do sponsor spots on this channel and actually haven't in a very long time, but Virtual Shield is the first sponsor I ever had, and they requested it, and I said, much obliged. Virtual Shield is helping bring you this video. It's a virtual private network service that provides a basic layer of security for you as you browse the internet. So if you're worried about your data being stolen by governments, corporations, or hackers, this is a basic layer of security. I always say we, we don't expect people to break into our homes, but we still lock our doors and windows at night. This is effectively the same thing. So go to surfinginternetsafe.com and get a Virtual Shield VPN for $8.33 per month. It also helps you bypass censorship when different countries or actions are taken to try and stop your internet connection. A VPN can help bypass unconstitutional measures. So again, surfing internet safe. Now, let's get back to this news and let me play for you this video. And um, well, it's loud to put it mildly. Here we go. At all, cowards, pressure them, force them to respond to the question, why the hell don't you do anything there it is right there. Election day 2024. That's the only thing he cares about, because no matter how many times we actually try to explain, they don't care. They don't listen. Let them explain it all the way up to election day for 2024. Mm-hmm. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been a school that allows teachers to carry 
carry guns? Would you, would you, would you more guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're carrying water for the gun lobby. Congressman Bowman, if your solution to a problem of criminal activity is to suspend my rights, I will do everything in my power to make sure people do hear that up to Election Day and they don't vote for you. But whatever, you're in a Democrat district where they'll probably vote for a glass of water if there was a D slapped on it. How's that, Nancy Pelosi? So let's pause right there. He says nine-year-old children are dying. Um, I'm wondering if Rep. Bowman is in favor of the medication of young people that results in many of these circumstances, because we never talk about that, do we? See, the Democrat policy is drug up the young people, but just make sure they can't have guns. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, hold on. How about we don't drug them up? We try and figure out what's causing these problems. Yes, we shouldn't give them guns, but suspending my rights? I am not diagnosed with any mental illness. I am a sane, rational, logical, law-abiding citizen who simply wants to protect himself. Why should I lose my rights because of the actions of a few? Have you ever worked in a school? Have you ever worked in a school? It's a yes or no question. Have you ever worked in a school? You will not answer my question. Don't stop and talk to me. Okay, I'll bring it down enough. All right, folks. Have you ever Listen, worked in the school? I've got a bill to repeal. The I worked in the school for anymore. 20 years. You're just screaming. I was a teacher. I, I was screaming before you what came you, and interrupted every, me. Every I worked in the school for 20 years. What Thomas Massey is saying is that there has never been a school shooting at schools where teachers are allowed to carry. And in fact, on Monday, we learned that the shooter actually had another location in mind, but upon seeing armed security, decided not to attack that location. Years. I worked in school 20 years. In every school, I was a teacher. I was a school care. counselor. I was a middle school principal. None of this means anything. I, I don't care if you worked in school. Kids. My rights are not up for your vote because criminals do criminal things. Every day of my career. There's never Clown. been a shooting. Clown. Never been a shooting. It's time. Look, we've got guns here to protect us. Why? And we believe the kids should have somebody to protect them. Every school that's allowed it has never had a shooting. Not even an accidental discharge at any of the schools. So. I just love the, 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 I don't know. It just feels so fake, all of it. I feel like Bowman was yelling and it was nonsense. And you want to know how I know it's nonsense? Because um, when they controlled all of it, when they had the House and they had the Senate and they had the presidency, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. It's performative. They don't want the problem to go away. The Democrats like the fact that these things happen because it gives them an opportunity to grandstand but never actually get anything done. They know the Second Amendment won't allow them to get rid of guns. They know that criminals will take these actions. And they like to play these games where they're like, you know, we can't solve this problem, says only country where it regularly happens, which is just literally not true. 
And then what they do is they try and compare the entirety of the 330 million people in the United States to like Denmark, like a, a country of you know, what, how many people live in Denmark? Six to eight million. Sweden, eight million people. It's like we have 330 million. They compare a single nation in the European Union, which is more comparable to a state. They don't actually care about tell, uh, about looking at what's really going on. But what I see here with this, I'm going to go for it. I just see another example of why this country is headed towards a civil war. And a lot of people think the phrase civil war is too hyperbolic, but they're saying it on the view. On the view, Billy Porter is like, we're in a civil war already. Then he goes, a civil war of the mind. Jane Fonda called for murder. What we're seeing here is performative outrage by Rep Bowman. Clearly doesn't know anything about guns. Clearly doesn't know anything about how to solve these problems. Screaming about the election because he wants to win power, not actually seeking to address the problem at hand. So let's address the problem. And I'll, I'll, I'll get into this before we get into the, 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 the larger story here. How do you stop school shootings? Well, you don't. You don't. Guns can be 3D printed. Answer the questions. Where are the leftists talk about 3D printed guns? Very advanced. Anybody can make one. They don't have answers. Guns can be 3D printed. And that means if you want to limit the damage done by psychopaths, you need armed guards. Perhaps that will prevent many school shootings. The reason why I say you can't is that you can't stop an individual with no record and no history from 3D printing a gun and then going nuts. You can't stop them from getting a baseball bat or any other weapon. You can't stop it. Now, in the short term, in the long term, you could if you had a cohesive moral foundation of your country and culture. But these people believe in multiculturalism, which means you're going to see people who have varying ideologies and feel justified in taking these actions because we do not have a shared moral foundation. That's multiculturalism. This is what comes with it. Now, I actually agree with Thomas Massey. How is it that banks Banks and banks don't even have cash anymore. They have armed guards, but children don't. We, we, we used armed guards at train stations, but not for children. Here's my proposal to Rep Bowman. Let's let's do this. Instead of arguing, just why don't you in your district, in your jurisdiction, ban the guns? I look, I'm all for the Second Amendment, right? If you want to live in this place, where they keep voting for these people, I say we take the guns from your banks, from your courthouses, from your train stations, because like you said, guns, open carry places have more death, right? Okay, well, let's get rid of all the guns. If government employees in schools can't have guns, why should government employees in train stations have guns? I propose this. We use Bowman's district for an an experiment, as it were to see if he's right. And if he believes this is true, then I think it'll work out for the best. What we'll do is in his district, we take away all the guns from the police, the courthouses, the train stations. All right. Nobody can have guns. All right. Then in in Thomas Massey's district, we will give teachers the right to keep and bear arms or better yet, armed guards at these schools. Then we just simply sit back and wait a few months and start collecting the data. Now, of course, I'm of the opinion that what would happen if you did that is there would be a lot more death in Bowman's district. Yeah, I'm assuming this based on living in Chicago, where guns are heavily restricted, but criminals don't care. They do whatever they want anyway. 
Taking away the guns didn't solve any problems. It just made it so that people who are apt to commit crimes will be armed and those who wish to defend themselves will not be able to. And that brings me to the, uh, the weapon that was used by the shooter. It was a Caltech Sub 2000. Um, I believe that's, that's what it's called. And it's a nine millimeter carbine rifle. This means it's a rifle that shoots handgun rounds. I myself have a nine millimeter carbine. They're fantastic. And there's a great thread on Twitter explaining why it is a very good and important weapon. You see, people were saying on Twitter, there's no reason for anyone to have that weapon. And it just goes to show these people don't know anything about weapons. Why would you want this? Well, if you're worried about overpenetration because you live in, an, in, in a house with other people, then you would want probably like nine millimeter hollow point or something like that, maybe frangible, so that when you are in your home, you have the aided stability of a rifle with a handgun round that doesn't overpenetrate. It makes perfect sense for home defense. It's great. I guess they would suggest that we use what, 223 or 556? Five, five, those things are going to rip right through those walls. That could be dangerous. We don't want that. Now, granted, I think you should choose, you know, whichever weapon you think is appropriate because all weapons are great for defense, whichever one they may be. And you have a right to defend yourself. If Bowman doesn't want to defend himself, I say he give up any armed security and armed guards and put his money where his mouth is because more guns means more death, right? Here's the ultimate problem with all of this. The Democrats keep pushing policies that are making the problem worse. And in response to the problems, they push policies to make the problem worse. What happened on Monday? A mentally ill woman. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Took a gun, went to a school and a church, and killed children. There's no, there's no sense in any kind of political motivation. Nothing makes sense. Whatever the political motivation is, why kill children? Well, the left has already celebrated that, saying they were future fascists. Maybe that was the motivation of the shooter. We're hearing the manifesto will be released as soon as the FBI are done putting together a profile. But what I see here is a troubled young person. I mean, 28 is not super young, but a troubled individual. And the, and the Democrats seek to affirm this mental illness. This person was clearly depressed, suffering from anxiety, seeking something. And the Democrats say, affirm it. Affirm it. Agree with them. Give them what they want. Well, when that doesn't solve their problems, it reminds me of The Sixth Sense. Remember that movie? The opening scene, man, it's like been a very long time since the movie came out. It was like 20 some odd years. The opening scene, child psychologist played by Bruce Willis is in his room with his wife and there's a dude naked in his underwear holding a gun because when this person went to Bruce Willis and said, here's what I'm suffering from, Bruce Willis just affirmed them, placated them. Now, I shouldn't say affirmed. They, they said, okay, we're going to treat you, but they didn't do anything. And this person, their problem was not solved. And that's a theme of the movie. So what we see here are troubled young people who aren't ha- actually having their problems addressed. And there are so many, the chemicals, the plastics, the PCBs, phthalates, et cetera, endocrine disruptors, things that are twisting and warping our minds, a, a, a demented culture that affirms people who are suffering depressive episodes 
and then gives them medication, which actually makes it worse. The funniest thing is I see these commercials where it's like, are you depressed? Take this drug. Drug side effects include suicidal ideation. And it's like, wait, what? You ever notice that? That some of these antidepressants have a side effect of suicidal ideation? Well, then what's the point of taking the drug if it's supposed to stop this? I think Democrat policies actually exacerbate the problems. Take a look at this story we have from the Post Millennial. California moves ahead with state sanctioned kidnapping bill that would allow therapists to take children from families without notice or provocation. Do you think a 12 year old who is suffering being taken from their family and put into the state foster system is going to become a well-adjusted individual? In all likelihood, the system will likely break this person. Here's a postmodern reports. A California Judiciary Committee heard testimony on Tuesday for and against a bill that would allow a mental health professional to place a child as young as 12 in a residential shelter facility without parental knowledge or consent and without there being any prior allegations of incest or abuse. Assembly member Wendy Carrillo said that she was proud to present AB 665 to expand access to mental health care for young people as communities face a mental health crisis. But Aaron Friday, attorney and co-founder of parent group Our Duty, called the bill state-sanctioned kidnapping. It is. It is. And so what I see from this, we have got a clear cultural problem. Young people are suffering. Not all of them. Some of them. There are young people suffering. The Democrat response, put them in the system, medicate them, effectively making the problem worse. I'll tell you what young people need. Discipline, hard work, sunshine and exercise. It's not a solution to all problems. Sometimes people are genuinely suffering from a chemical imbalance or or some other physical episode which results in mental issues. I believe that there are medications that can help them. But I believe a large portion of young people who are suffering depression, anxiety, hyperpolarization, they're scrawny or obese, they are out of shape, they are dejected, they have nothing to look forward to, and the mental illness is, 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 a, is, a, is brought about by a decaying culture. Humans have expectations. We are not free from the environment. We are a part of it. And a part of human development was conflict. Those that worked hard survived. Now with all of that being stripped away, You get people with no purpose. They're listless, confused, bored. Why am I here? This results in self-harm. It also results in hyperpolarization. When these people have no purpose and don't know why they're alive, someone hands it to them. Or if they don't find it, they just lose their minds. Democrats offer them up drugs instead. The drugs don't seem to help. They only seem to make things worse. And then when something goes wrong, they say, I know. Let's strip the rights of law-abiding American citizens. Now, homie, don't play that. I'm not going to sit back and entertain Democrats wanting to take away our rights because of criminal activity. And Bowman could have introduced a bill. They could have passed a law a long time ago, but they don't. They don't. It's performative. We had someone on the show. I can't remember who it was. It was a member of Congress, and they said that, um, who was it? Who was it? They said that when they were trying to ban to repeal Obamacare, they actually had Republican leadership come to them and say, don't, don't do it. Don't repeal it. You're the the deciding vote. Don't repeal it. Because we need the issue to campaign on. Because they are all crooked. It's what they do. And Thomas Massey is a good dude. I don't know if his solution is the absolute solution. Having armed teachers at schools 
Sounds simple. I'm not so sure I'm in favor of that. I, I think teachers should be allowed to carry the same as anyone else should be allowed to carry. And I think that there should probably just be armed guards at these schools. That's it. It should be a choice that these schools choose to make. The problem with Democrats is that sometimes things exist. I don't see them coming out and saying, how do we ban tornadoes? And the response is, you're saying there's no way to stop. They just ban the guns. 3D printed guns exist. Banning them won't get rid of them. Next question. People can easily make their own guns. They did it in Egypt. You cannot ban guns. But they don't get it. And I think it's because they don't want to get it. They want to campaign. So keep up the performative outrage, I guess, Bowman. If you really cared, you would actually sit down with Thomas Massey and talk about solutions. But you don't care. You want to yell in the halls of Congress to raise your profile like you're doing right now so you can get reelected. Congratulations. It works. Next segment, is co- next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In what has to be one of the funniest videos I've seen in a long time, the creator of Libs of TikTok confronts Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for lying about her in Congress and delivers an ethics complaint. Now, you don't need me to uh, give you that story. We'll play the video before getting into the finer details. But we have this video from Libs of TikTok, Haya Raichik, telling AOC outright, you're a liar. And uh, let me play this video because it is it is epic. Here we go. outside the Cannon building. I was here last week because I attempted to ask AOC why she lied about me in a committee hearing. She cowered away. She refused to talk to me. So I'm back here today, one week later, and I'm going to deliver her an ethics complaint that I filed for lying about an American citizen in a committee hearing. So AOC, she broke the rules. Believe it or not, there's actually rules on Capitol Hill. And 23 clause one is a big one. You got to act in a way that reflects credibility on the House and lying about, you know, a U.S. citizen certainly doesn't do that. So we're filing this ethics complaint. Let's go inside and see if she's there. How are you doing? Just dropping off some mail for the conversation. Hi. So basically a few weeks ago, AOC lied about me in a committee hearing. So I tried to come last week and talk to her, but she kind of cowered away, wasn't interested in talking to me. So uh, together with uh, Mike from the Heritage Foundation Oversight, um, he helped me file this ethics complaint. So we filed that. And if you can give it to AOC, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. And tell her to stop lying about American citizens. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> right. I have a good one. Dropped off an ethics complaint at AOC's office, and unfortunately, she wasn't there. So we laughed, and then I was walking through the Capitol, and guess who I bumped into? AOC herself. I just delivered an ethics complaint to your office because uh-huh. you lied about me in the committee hearing. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, I never inspired about her. No, 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 you're actually super transphobic, and I never want to share space with you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it. Here's the story from Fox News. AOC faces ethics complaint from Heritage Foundation for defaming libs of TikTok creator. Basically, AOC said that she inspired a bomb threat. She lied. Let's read the news. The Heritage Foundation this week asked the Office of Congressional Ethics to open an investigation into Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for falsely accusing and defaming the creator of libs of TikTok, Chaya Reichick. Heritage's complaint notes that in in a February 8th hearing, 
At the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, Ocasio-Cortez claimed that Rychik lied in a 2022 tweet by saying Boston Children's Hospital is now offering gender affirming hysterectomies for young girls. That tweet was a response to a video of a doctor who was talking about hysterectomies, although the doctor never discussed the age of patients. Quote, are you aware that from August 11th to August 16th, that the account posted false information about Boston's Children's Hospital, claiming that they were providing hysterectomies to children? Ocasio-Cortez asked a former Twitter executive about Reichick's tweet. And are you aware that this lie was then circulated by other prominent far-right influencers? Heritage's complaint argues that with those other statements, Ocasio-Cortez violated a House ethics rule by knowingly and intentionally defaming Kaya Reichick, creator of the viral libs of TikTok account, falsely accusing her of lying and disseminating disinformation. The nine-page complaint defends Reichick's views that Boston's Children's Hospital performs gender-affirming hysterectomies on young girls. Aside from being the premier, quote, premier pediatric hospital, Heritage noted that the hospital's website notes it performs gender affirmation surgery to eligible adolescents, and that the Journal of Clinical Medicine has documented that the hospital has performed 65 double mastectomies on minors over the course of three years. Other material collected by Heritage shows that gender affirmation surgery has been performed on patients as young as 15. The hospital quietly changed its website to reflect that genital surgeries are only performed on patients aged 18 and older. And I just want to pause real quick and point out that Jazz Jennings, the famous trans kid, was a minor when they received bottom surgery, if you want to call it. Now, I will stress that Jazz Jennings did not have genitals uh, because of puberty blockers, which inhibited the growth. And thus, they did not have the material typically required to perform a, uh, what is it, penile inversion, inversion vaginoplasty. And they had to use stomach lining to create a, uh, um, I don't know what you call it, right? They call it neovagina. But it's, you know, look, it's one thing to do a penile inversion vaginoplasty, which certainly has its issues. It's another thing when an individual has been on puberty blockers for so long, they actually don't have genital material to perform a surgery. And thus they have to craft an, an orifice, a wound, and then prevent it from closing and use stomach lining to create the interior. And I suppose the issue is the, the, the sole purpose of that uh, the surgery is to create an organ for which <clears throat> the, the individual will never experience pleasure because of the puberty blockers, but a different individual, a male, can experience sexual pleasure by, you know, penetrating the wound with his genitals. Um, that's what they're doing. Anyway, let's read. Rep Ocasio-Cortez's accusation that the tweet contained false information is itself outrightly false in its face. Rep Ocasio-Cortez knowingly made this allegation in bad faith. And, and I think that's fair to say because AOC's team had like, they've done, they, they did the work setting this thing up. It added that AOC recklessly blamed Ms. Reichick and her tweet for the actions of other people reacting to Boston Children's Hospital's video, claiming that it fueled threats and harassment towards the hospital and its staff and incited violence against trans and LGBT people. Heritage argued that the Office of Congressional Ethics should reprimand Ocasio-Cortez remind lawmakers they have a duty to refrain from making false accusations, strike the accusations from the record, and press AOC to apologize to Reichick. This week, Reichick delivered the complaint directly to Ocasio-Cortez's office and asked a House staffer to stop lying about American citizens. Reichick then ran into Ocasio-Cortez in the Capitol, which is just, oh man, brutal, because AOC actually poses for a picture with her. 
Quote, I just delivered an ethics complaint to your office because you lied about me in a committee hearing, Rychik said. Quote, you're actually super transphobic and I never want to share a space with you. AOC's office did not immediately respond to request for comment. AOC is a liar. It's what she does. I'd like to bring it back to January 6th when AOC told that story that I love to bring up oh so much where she said someone knocked on her door and she ran and hid in the bathroom and she heard someone go, where is she? Where is she? Which probably never happened, by the way. For those unfamiliar with the story, what happened was after January 6th, the insurrection, as they call it, many conservatives pointed out the story made no sense because AOC was not in the Capitol building. She was in a different building. And the media defended AOC. And actually, I I posted about this. And then I had journalists DMing me being like, you're wrong. There are tunnels that connect the Capitol to that building. So her being scared makes sense. And so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, how did I get this one wrong? This doesn't make sense. I'm seeing these videos of all these people standing around outside the office. How is she scared? Sure enough, the story she told and the time frame she gave, she gave an exact time. That story happened one hour before anyone breached the Capitol building. So either AOC knew in advance the Capitol would be breached or she was lying. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Simple answer is she was lying. But hey, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and uh, pretend that AOC knew in advance that people would breach the Capitol, I have to wonder how that would be possible. But I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I think the simple answer is AOC is a liar. She made up a fake story. She's doing the same thing now. But I guess the problem is the people who follow AOC don't care about what's true. They're emotionally satisfied by her being a hate-filled, evil person. Now, to be fair, I will give AOC credit where credit is due. She's opposing the Restrict Act. Fine. Fair point. If you do something good, I will give you credit for it. But I still think she's a bad person. And I think the only reason she's opposing the Restrict Act is because she wants to protect TikTok. Not that she actually cares that the Restrict Act is basically Patriot Act 2.0. Worse, Patriot Act on steroids. If you follow someone like AOC, you will be misinformed and, as they say, malinformed because AOC takes things that are true and then twists them to confuse you. And so you end up believing something that is false. For instance, what you see often with the left is like, oh, here's an example. Um, In the context of Moody's analytics, they predicted that Donald Trump would win with a landslide. And so when I say something like that, what do they do? They clip it out of context. They remove all cultural relevance and cultural context from the statement and then say, look how wrong he was. Well, me citing Moody's analytics isn't wrong. It's what they said. So what? So, so I, I try to be more careful because they try to manipulate. I'll say, based on all of the facts and politics today, I think Donald Trump will win tremendously. However, things will change. Things will change. And who knows what will end up happening. But this is what they do. It is a true statement that I said today, I think Trump will win. But I also recognize that there are many variables that will change over the next two years, which could result in a Trump loss. They'll cut out that last part, only show the first part and say, ha ha, you were wrong. No, I'm not wrong. 
I'm completely right. Right now, based on the crumbling economy and the polls, it shows Trump would win, period. But who knows what will happen in the next several months? Therein lies the point. Anyway, the simple story here is AOC is a liar. Uh, I, I think this is really fantastic to deliver this ethics complaint. So bravo. And I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Zuby, eat your heart out. Take a look at this story. Pulling his weight. Male power lifter protests Canada's woke gender self-ID laws by saying he's a woman, then entering female contest and smashing bench press record. Bravo. Bearded Avi Silverberg, who shattered the women's bench press record. Now, of course, you all know that it was Zuby who several years ago, man, has it been that long, broke the, what did he break, the deadlift record? Now, he didn't literally, well, I should say he literally did. He broke the record. He lifted more than the strongest female deadlifter. Zuby did a deadlift, but identifying as a woman, thus, he is the best women's deadlifter ever. And it became a viral story. Well, now we have someone doing something very similar. They write, this is the moment a male coach claims to be a woman and smashes the female bench press record at a powerlifting competition in Canada. Bearded Avi Silverberg is shown calmly approaching the bench in men's clothing as part of a protest against gender self-identification policies in sport. Silverberg then unofficially breaks the female bench press record for the 84 plus kilograms women's category, which was a 270 pound press officially set by a trans lifter. Really? Now that adds more to the story. The move, which took place Saturday at the Heroes Classic Tournament in Lethbridge, Alberta, was apparently designed to protest rules outlined by the Canadian Powerlifting Union. Silverberg has yet to comment on his decision to enter the contest and subsequent victory. So they say unofficial, but it sounds like this was actually an official contest. He entered and won. The Canadian rules allow anybody who self-identifies as a woman to compete in the female category, sparking concerns trans women who've gone through male puberty may have considerable physical advantage over biological female rivals. This melts my brain. I am tired of hearing it. Um, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of conservative outlets saying assault rifle. Google it. And I am tired of outlets saying male puberty, prenatal testosterone has a tremendous impact on collagen and fast versus slow twitch muscle development, period. End of story. Puberty has nothing to do with it. Now, to be fair, puberty does play a role, of course. But I always want to ask these people this. It was a 12-year-old boy who performed the first skateboarding 1080 spin. No female has ever done a 720. And don't give me that Sky Adams or whoever did a 720 flyout. Flyouts are not the same thing. And this is what really annoys me. It was a big deal what was it like 10 or 15 years ago when a woman did the first 540 spin on a skateboard? A female did a first 540 spin. Men have been doing 540 spins on skateboards since like the late 70s, early 80s. And then I think it was in the 80s, Tony Hawk did the first 720 spin by going fakey, which means going backwards. And it adds when you snap that rotation an extra 180 degrees. Eventually, skateboarders got to the point where they could do a standard, a, a straightforward, goofy or regular stance 720, which means you go up, spin twice, and then come back down backwards. It was a big deal in 1999 when Tony Hawk landed the first 900 degree spin. I believe he was 32 years old. And then 
in, in I think it may have been like eight years ago now, a 12-year-old boy on a mega ramp performed the first 1080 spin. But a mega ramp is massive, 20 feet. This gave more time for someone to perform the spin. Of course, I believe it was then a 10-year-old boy who recently in the past couple of years performed the first 1080 spin on a standard half pipe. Where are the girls? Where are the girls? These are prepubescent boys. Of course, then uh, a dude performed a 1260. And uh, like no one really cared all that much, which is kind of sad. But anyway, I digress. It's not about puberty. Puberty does play a role for sure. But where are the girls performing these spins? There is a young, young girl named, I, I believe Sky Adams is her name. I could be wrong. Who's performed what's called a flyout. A flyout is when you go up a quarter pipe and launch out of the ramp to the flat ground. Whereas typically when you perform the spin, you go up the ramp and back into the ramp. It's much more difficult. Flyouts, sorry, in my opinion, are very easy. They're very, very easy. It's launching a flat ground. And someone says, a girl's done a 720. The first girl did ever do a 720. And it's just like, dude, come on. That's, that's not, the, we, we have a, so what? The standards for boys and girls are different. Ah, that's what they do. And I wonder why. They're going to say, the CPU released its trans inclusion policy in February, which was based on guidance from the Canadian Center for Ethics in Sport. Silverberg smashed the record set by transgender powerlifter Anne Andres, who has previously mocked women for being so bad at bench pressing. Why is women's bench so bad, she said in February. I mean, not compared to me. We all know, I'm not going to repeat what they said, but they said something rather offensive. Doesn't count. I mean, standard bench and powerlifting competitions for women, I literally don't understand why it's so bad. She made the statements in a video uploaded online. At the time, Riley Gaines, a spokeswoman for the Independent Women's Forum and competitive swimmer who was beaten by trans athlete Leah Thomas, hit out at Andre. She wrote on Twitter, Anne Andre, male who identifies and competes as a woman, doesn't understand why female powerlifters are so bad at bench press. Here is the, uh, the, the dude. Sorry, the lady. This, uh, <laughs> it's very much like that episode of South Park, I'm sorry to say. This is, uh, who is this one? Silverberg unofficially broke the record for the 84 plus kilogram women's category. Why is it unofficial? How is it unofficial? He entered the contest, right? Quote, well, I don't know, Anne, but maybe it's because you have 20 times more testosterone than them. Just a thought. Icons Women, a campaign group dedicated to defending the rights of female athletes in single sex sport, posted the clip of Silverberg on their Twitter account. The issue of allowing transgender athletes to compete in women's sport has become increasingly contentious after a series of high profile cases. In 2022, transgender swimmer Leah Thomas divided the sports community after spending three years on the University of Pennsylvania's men's swimming team. Thomas, who is six foot three inches, came back for her final year as a female swimmer and breaking records in the pool. No, not female, male. That's fine. You can say women's team. That's the game they're playing. How about this? The female team is for females and the male team is for males. And I don't care what you identify as. She beat Gaines who has since become an outspoken advocate for protecting female spaces in sport. Gaines took objection not only to Thomas's unfair advantage having been born a man, but also claimed it made her feel uncomfortable in the locker room. Quote, you have someone with male genitalia pulling his pants down, watching you as you undress, it throws you off. Yikes. Here's an icon's woman saying trans identifying male Anne Andre in Alberta is Alberta Canadians women's powerlifting record holder and bench. Competes next month in women's category at the 2023 CPU National Championships, recognizes no understanding of upper body strength differences between males and females. Yeah, well, you know. In 2021, 2021 New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard 
qualified for the Tokyo Olympics despite being nearly twice the age of her female rivals. You know, look, I'm going to I'm going to come out and say this. I'm not saying to be a dick or anything. I am 37. I have been skateboarding since I was about 13. I don't skateboard as often as I used to, but uh, still pretty good. I can do nollie hard flip late flips. And if this goes over your head, that's kind of the point. I will use as much jargon as possible so you can understand. Um, nollie flip, no slide, nollie flip out. I can do uh, uh, switch blunt, switch heel. Um, I can do uh, uh, 540 big flips. And you're probably thinking like, wait, wait, what are all these things? Yeah, um, I'm decently good at skateboarding, but I would never, never rank in any capacity in any men's sporting category. I think the best I've ever placed was like ninth out of 25. And I'm not bad. I'm just not a pro. Pretty good. One of the best in my area. Uh, had some sponsorships back in the day. If I decided to enter a, a women's skateboarding contest as a dude, I would probably hit the podium. In fact, I got to be honest, at 37, which is like, yo, I'm, I'm over the hill in terms of pro sports. You give me six months, I could probably win a women's competition. And to be fair, I'm not saying any guy could do it. I'm not saying you could take any guy at 37, hand him a skateboard, say, learn to skate. No, that wouldn't work. I'm saying like, there's no way I would ever get anywhere. I'm, like, I'm not going to be even board sliding the Hollywood High 16, okay? You know, maybe if I had to, I would, what could I probably do? Front feeble down to 12. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm old. If I was, if, if I had to, could probably do a feeble or front feeble down the 16. The, I, the physical capability is there. The, the will was never there. I've never done anything that big. I've skated like 13 stairs before. Um, tray flips, switch hard flips off of, off of obstacles. Uh, kick flip, late heel flip. You can look these things up. You can look up my skateboarding stuff. You can look up Tim Pool, kick back flip down a five stair, a small little stairs at a skate park. If I really wanted to, I could go out, train for six months, and then probably get first place in a contest against women. I'm not saying it to disparage women. I'm not saying to say that they're bad. I'm saying they have their own space for a reason. And it, and it is fair to say that I may not be the best, but I'm certainly not the worst skateboarder. There are many skateboarders, I probably know a thousand, who are nowhere near good enough to be pro but would win a women's skateboarding contest. Like, it's, it's just not even a question, man. It's not even, it's not, it's not even a question. I wonder, I don't know why, but I, I, I have theories. I think when you look at skateboarding, the difference between males and females is so tremendously pronounced, it's insane. It's just absolutely insane. Granted, there are some really, really good female skateboarders. No, no, like, no question, no question. But I just think... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, for, for me as an athlete, I just look at this and I'm like, dude, no question. None. So this is where we're headed. Congratulations to this woman right here for uh, breaking the record. Good, good, good job, sir. Yeah, all right. That's what you want to be. I don't see why we'd go anywhere else. 
And I don't see why this guy isn't the record holder if he says he's a woman. If she. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Are y'all ready for this one? Major Australian bank to end cash withdrawals from its branches as the end of paper notes looms. The central bank digital currency is coming. They will know everything you buy, everyone you interact with, and there is nothing you can do about it. Maybe even with Bitcoin, they can track what you do. Here's the story. One of Australia's biggest banks has confirmed that some of its branches will no longer allow customers to withdraw money over the counter. ANZ Bank is stripping back some of its services with certain branches no longer carrying physical cash. Instead, customers will be directed to ATMs if they wish to withdraw money, even though these machines are also being cut down across the country. It is happening. My suggestion, you want to have some cash on hand. I would say that the U.S. dollar is not particularly valuable at this point, and I'm actually quite worried about holding some. So me personally, I'm not going to give you any advice. Financial, uh, you know, you having cash is your own cash. Having it physically, that's on you. I won't give you investment or financial advice. I'll tell you this. I am buying Bitcoin. Not that I think it's an end-all be-all. I've also got physical gold and silver and cash. But I think holding U.S. dollars is a really, really bad idea because inflation is getting worse. So me personally... I will be hedging that bet. They go on to say customers will be directed to ATMs. ANZ said that only 8% of its customers rely on banks for their money as more and more Australians switch to internet banking. However, critics have warned this could cause significant harm to older people and those with disabilities who still rely on physical cash. But this is how they make the changes. They do it slow. Old people die. They make it harder for younger people, accessible for older people. And when the older people die off, they will get rid of it all. You will be using a central bank digital currency. There will likely be the, the theory right now is there'll be a banking collapse. And then when your bank collapses, because we're seeing all of this, all of these banking collapses in the United States, they'll say your money is safe. You can get it. Just download Fed app, enter your information to log in and you will get access to your dollars. Now we've replaced your dollars with central bank digital currency known as FedCoin. And uh, they'll, they'll call it USD coin or something like that. I think there already is one, but they'll call it something like that. And they'll say it's the same thing as your normal money. It's right there and available, and it can only be accessed through this app. Don't worry. We saved you. That's how they'll phrase it. They say the number of bank branches in Australia has fallen by about 30% in the last five years, a trend that has been mirrored across the world. And ATMs have decreased even more, with figures showing that they have fallen from a high of 14,000 tw- uh, in 2017 to around 6,000 as of last year. On Wednesday, it was revealed that cash transactions are dying in Australia, with just 13% of purchases now using banknotes or coins. Tap and go cards, mobile payments, and direct online transfers make up the rest of all transactions, with the share of cash purchases having in just three years. The Reserve Bank estimated just 13% of transactions in late 2022 were in cash, a halving in just three years since the start of the pandemic. Contactless tap-and-go payments, where customers use their mobile smartphone, made up a third of transactions, with younger consumers more likely to pay this way. We've also seen another funny video, where a woman walks into, I think it's a Whole Foods, I'm not sure, and she scans her hand, inputs her credit card, and then it links the credit card with her handprint. And when she goes to check out, she scans her hand. 
Welcome to the future, ladies and gentlemen. And they will shut this stuff off. They can already shut off your credit card. They can already freeze your bank account, but they can't stop you from spending money in cash. And they can't snap their fingers and tell everyone, don't accept cash from this person. But if you get rid of cash, they will ice you out. And if you have a bad social credit score, uh oh, you won't be able to buy food anymore because your CBDC has shut down. That's the future they have in store for you. ANZ Royal Bank. Cybersecurity expert Ben Britton, who works as a chief as chief information security officer, said a cyber attack could stop the major banks from conducting electronic transactions linked to their EFTPOS terminals. That entire system is dependent on an internet connection to work. So if there's any interruption in the internet connection, the people will not be able to make any payment, he told Daily Mail Australia. If there was a major cyber attack, if there was a vulnerability within the terminal and was exploited, then they could potentially shut down every terminal in the entire country. This could occur if hackers figured out how to exploit a banking computer code. Let me tell you a story, my friends. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, it happens periodically, but a couple of years ago, I went to, I think it was like a cafe, and they said, our internet is down and we can't accept credit cards. And I went, uh, I don't have any cash on me. And they were like, sorry, cash only. You can maybe go find an ATM. And I was like, I guess I'll go somewhere else. We're opening a coffee shop in West Virginia. Uh, become a member at TimCast.com and check out CastBrew.com if you want to buy our coffee. Pre-orders are available today. We'll ship by May 5th. Could be earlier, but I believe May 5th is the date. And uh, you can get our Rise with the Birdo Jr. We're launching a coffee shop. We've had a conversation about cash. And we said, you know, initially, like maybe because of the strain, we just want to do a cashless terminal. And uh, the immediate reaction from everybody was, you have to take cash. You have to. Because if we start walking down this path of saying, you know what, it's easier not to take cash. You don't get robbed. And it's harder to do bank drops. We're playing right into their hands. Cash is important. The ability to trade person to person. If we keep pushing towards a digital reality, we will be under the boot of a centralized hub. And we're still, excuse me. It could come to the point where it's an AI, where you simply have an algorithmic AI that decides you should not be allowed to buy. I suppose there is one net positive. Imagine this. A morbidly obese person waddles their way into a McDonald's and says, I'd like to buy five Big Macs. And then they go, "Okay, that'll be twenty five, thirty seven. Well, at that point, it'll be like fifty seven, eighty nine, sir. And then boop, eh, eh. boop, eh, eh. I can't buy it. And then the, the, the computer says, you're too fat. You can't eat any more food. Calm down. Go home. I'm half kidding, by the way. You know, as much as I'm not uh, uh, thrilled with the morbid obesity of America, the idea of telling people what they can and can't have, curtailing the rights of the healthy because of the unhealthy doesn't seem to make sense. I don't have all the solutions and I don't know. All I know is it's happening. This is the news right here. So there there are a bunch of alternatives that people are talking about cryptocurrencies so that you can be off of their central bank digital currency. But that's still digital currency. If you're using Bitcoin, which I think is fantastic and I have some, you still need the Internet. Now, theoretically, there are offline ways to transfer uh, Bitcoin. You could put it on a drive. You could give someone the the, the drive. You could verify the amount of coin that that Bitcoin that's on it and then physically hand it to somebody. Things like that. Theoretically, you could do an RFID physical Bitcoin that contains the information. 
but you still basically need the internet to verify the transaction on the blockchain. So I'm not convinced that Bitcoin is the absolute solution. I think hard currency might be it. But you know what? Doesn't matter if it's the dollar or the Australian dollar. The central banks control the value, essentially, and they can print whatever they want. So maybe then the only solution is physical gold and silver. And of course, I'm saying this understanding that physical gold and silver only have value so long as the system exists. In which case, me personally, because I'm not going to give you advice, I have emergency food, emergency water. I have weapons. You know, it's going to be worse if, if a system really does collapse. You know, you know, it's going to have value bullets. It's a scary thought. I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Fallout 3 or Fallout for that matter. They trade in bottle caps. Bottle caps become currency. And I'm like, it's a funny thought, but why would it be? Why would bottle caps become currency? I guess it's just something of value. You can scrounge around and find some and it's scarce enough, but discoverable. And so it's a representation of value between people. They're willing to accept bottle caps. Whatever. Bottle caps. A funny thought, huh? Because they're almost like coins. Why would it not just be bullets? Something someone could actually use. I guess because, I don't know, it's fantasy. But the reality is, I think a bullet would have a universal use. It's small enough, it's lightweight enough, and it has, has a function and a purpose. Meaning that no matter what it is you're trying to trade for or trade, you know, whether it's bullets or otherwise, you know someone else is going to want that thing. Food spoils. You know, water can become stagnant. But weapons, especially ammunition. I don't see gold or silver being valuable beyond a collapse because they don't do anything. So you will have something of value, like maybe you have a, a, a press to make bullets, to make ammo. But you're not going to hand that to somebody. I mean, you can trade something now. You can trade a washing machine for a lawnmower. Who knows? But in the immediate, to hand someone something. So the joke I had, we were thinking about doing a bit, is someone like ordering a pizza. And then they're like, that'll be, you know, that, you know, that'll be X grain, sir. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll pull out 250 BMG. Can you make change for 50 BMG? Yes. Then he hands him the 50 BMG and the guy pulls out some nine millimeter and some five, five, six and hands him change back. I don't know if that will ever be the case. However, I can tell you this right now. They're getting rid of cash and you won't be able to buy things off of their grid. Pay attention. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.